All right. Um, hello, everyone. I'm here with Eric Arginsky, um, one of my new buddies that, uh, you know, we, we just met a few weeks ago. Funny enough, after I did the first interview about the college dropout bear um, with Sam Hansen, where and I'll drop the you know, you can get the link to that in the in the uh, bio below. Um, but Sam and I talked about the college dropout bear um, and like minutes after I posted um, Eric reached out. He's like, well, you can't. This is not the full story. You have not told the full story. Um, you know, there's more to this. I have the bear costume is what you told me. You said, I got the bear costume and that you sent me pictures right away. So I was like, I got to talk to this guy. And it was another fascinating story. So I had to do a quick little interview with Eric to, to get into it. So Eric, thank you for coming on uh, today, tonight. And uh, man, can we just, just get into your, your backstory a little bit and how you ended up hooking up with Kanye to make this bear and how you ended up with the costume. Sure. Uh, first off, I really appreciate everything on your side, Andrew. So thank you for having me and taking the time. So yeah. start there. You know, you're, you're a legend in the community. So please, you know, keep up all the good stuff and, and look forward to a lot more. Um, as you. far as where my backstory kind of comes in, um, I think it's just like everyone else's origin story. A lot of moving parts and a, a lot of luck, a lot of other things. Um, but long story short, I grew up in a family that owned a stuffed animal and toy business. Um, actually going back to like the 70s and 80s, my family had bought the original rights to the pogo stick. Um, so that was our claim to fame for a long time. We were the exclusive manufacturers of pogo. So if basically anybody used one from inception to around 2000, odds are, you know, it kind of came from us. Um, with that, I had interest in stocks and some other things, but I, I always really had an interest in manufacturing, um, kind of behind the scenes. Growing up in the 90s, like you and a lot of other people, you know, hip hop was right on the forefront. Um, it was kind of our rock and roll, you know, saw, saw I, I think, you, you know, like you and I, we saw the opportunity and the future of what it was going to be. And it wasn't just a fad. There was a lot of legs to it. Um, with that being said, when I graduated college around 2000, I had always worked with my dad. We had a, a showroom in Manhattan in the toy building. We'd always done toys for FAO Schwarz, Toys R Us, KB Toy and Hobby, Spencer Gifts, Saks Fifth Avenue, so on and so forth. Um, I didn't want to just sell generic stuffed animals, but I, I definitely wanted to be in that community. Mm -hmm. um, so something that I went to him with and said, listen, you know, I'm, I'm happy to work with KB and Toys R Us in these accounts, um, but I would really like to start going after some of the accounts that I think might have legs. And what actually got me into the intro, which is a step before the Kanye situation, um, was believe it or not, I actually just myself took a, a bunch of logos, made a bunch of samples for Fat Farm, Baby Fat, Echo, other people, um, sent them out, cold call, uh, was fortunate and got lucky enough that somebody from uh, Fat Farm took the call, put me in touch with somebody that was a higher up there. Um, and that was the actual intro to being able to have the foot in the door to start making different one-off pieces um, for a lot of different artists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very cool. And that eventually led to you doing something with DMX, correct? Like, didn't you do something with DMX like had a dog uh, clothing line or something like that? Yes, a hundred percent. Around 2003, again, I knew that I was looking to get into other opportunities and ironically, like I was saying we had our showroom at 205th Avenue City. That was the toy building. Toy Fair was always in February at the Javits, so on and so forth. Um, I kid you not, it just happened to be one of these snowy Februaries where we got like three feet of snow. I lived close in Manhattan, so I was able to walk in. I went into the building. There was nobody else there, so all appointments, you know, for all intents and purposes were canceled. Um, but ironically, there was a gentleman walking around by the name of Michael Cohen, um, who owned MSC Licensing, which was a, a lot of labeling, like, you know, uh, really nice labels to stitch into your clothing. He did, you know, a lot of the leather patches for jeans, things of that nature. 
ironically, he just was walking by our showroom one day and just stopped in because he saw an actual person in the building. Um, we just started talking. He basically said, look, man, you, you know, I could tell you're young, you're a hustler. You know, what are you looking to do? I could tell you don't just want to work with your family. And I said, well, actually, I really love dogs. I have a dog. I, I really would love to start working with bully breeds. You know, they get such a bad rap. Um, and ironically, on the spot, he was like, well, well, you know, who would you want to work with? And I'm like, oh, well, I would really want to work with Snoop. Um, I didn't know that he was Snoop's agent at the time also. So he pulled out wow. his cell phone, made a phone call and was like, hey, there's some interest. But I think he said the number was 100K. You know, that would be the um, upfront check to just kind of bring him to the table to start. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm like 23, 24. I don't have that kind of dough yet. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm not there yet. An expensive and, intro. There, and you know what? Looking back, I wish I could have done it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, seeing who Snoop was. Yeah, but yeah, yes, yeah. From there, he also worked with DMX, Angela Bassett, a lot of other prominent entertainers. Um, and I was like, wow, DMX. I'm like, you know, th this is, that's the guy besides Snoop. You know, we're both here in New York, Yonker, da, 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 da. Um, so he was the person I first met. Um, from there, obviously, the contract did come together. We founded a company called Boomer 129 um, based on his uh, Pitbull Boomer, which he had the tattoo on his back. Mm -hmm. Right. One Love so Boomer. The whole line was really focused. On yes. Yeah. One Love Boomer. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. that's where the name came from. Boomer 129. Um, we did a little insert in his CD. Um, um, you know, a lot of different wackier items, but with like a lot of functional purposes. So we did, you know, bubble coats or camouflage vests or jerseys, but then we incorporated, you know, fleece on the inside to keep, you know, the pit bull warm in the winter, you know, short hair dogs, other things mm -hmm. of that mm -hmm. nature, mm -hmm. uh, cell phone pockets, loops for lo uh, leash loops, a lot of things that just people weren't thinking about at the time. Um, sadly, unfortunately, you know, the opportunity didn't work out, you know, we, as we would have hoped. Um, so we ended up moving on from that opportunity um, but from that, uh, DMX was represented by a group called Double Exposure, um, a man named Angelo Ellerby, and then, you know, the rest of his team. Um, I became very close with some of the people there. One of the people ended up becoming um, like my silent business partner. We'll call him the silent assassin for lack of a yeah, better term. Right. right okay. 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 He is the actual uh, connection to Chicago and Kanye that brought the opportunity to me. And so with the DMX and you go, okay, I, I can continue to make these, you know, uh, items. And, and when he, when you hooked up with Kanye, had the bear been created yet? Was the bear a thing? Was college dropout out at the time? Or was this not, was this like before all that happened? Uh, yes. College dropout was out. And ironically through my connections of fat farm, baby fat and working with other people in the community, I think it was the Christmas party of 2002, Russell Simmons had hosted an event. It was like LL Sand, you know, L Cool J was Santa, Jay was there, Buster, like all these different people that were performing um, for young, you know, 12, 13 year olds, kind of like is their little, you know, it was like a, like a little underprivileged event for underprivileged yeah. schools. They had them come there. Ironically, Kanye was there as Louis Vuitton Don. It was before Dropout dropped, um, doing Through the Wire and another song. So I had met him not knowing we would actually be linked up in the future. Um, at that same time, uh, not only at this point, just through my friend who was uh, DMX's manager, um, at that point, I actually started to go into work in the industry too and work for Rockaware from 2005 to 2010 as a national sales manager, um, had other opportunities. So as I was mentioning to you through my friend, I was able to make um, a big you know, square for a uh, triangle for Branson, who's kind of looked at as the, uh, the godfather of weed dealing. You know what I mean? Branson uh, is heavy. Yes. Branson is a, a legend. I mean, if, if Biggie name drops you red man, then, then it must be the real deal. Right. And I, I only got to meet him one time in person, but spoken with him a couple other, um, and, and he seemed like, <laughs> so, no, salt of the earth type of guy, yeah, like right. highly intelligent, awesome dude. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Again, through my friend's relationship, that's where it had come from. Yeah, man. Um, 
but, but I also had an opportunity to do, um, we did a snowman at one point for Jeezy, hoping to try to get him with his camp. I was doing uh, baby fat dolls, rock aware bears. So it was really all over the place at that point. So you were working with rock, like rock aware. So that like the Rockefeller thing is a natural fit. Kanye's on Rockefeller. So that, that all kind of comes together. And then did you bring this idea to him? Because correct me if I'm wrong, before you ended up with the costume, you had the idea to make a, a teddy bear, like a college dropout teddy bear, right? Yes, we were talking about that internally, but didn't have the opportunity to work with him directly yet. And okay. that's where the irony of the situation comes into play. <laughs> Again, my friend, the silent assassin, had a lot of connections in the Chicago community yeah. um, that were kind of layovers. And again, I, you know, his manager at the time was John Monopoly, Don C. They were, they were kind of the camp and the people that we dealt with mostly. Um, but yes, that's what it was. We had all these different ideas for different artists. And then it was a matter of, you know, at that point that, you know, there wasn't social media. It was really having to know someone or having uh, that legitimate connection to get your foot in the door. Um, so college draw, and this is where actually, when I reached out to you from Sam, we were actually given once we came together and they knew that I was capable of manufacturing the different bears, the keychains, you know, I'll bust out the patch in a second. You know, we were given this patch that we were told, you know, this will be the basis for at the time they were calling it the mascot line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was on the polo, like in, in some of his early uh, music videos and when he has the polo on. So that was the, that was going to be the, like the polo logo is so to speak. Right. Exactly. So that's how I found out. Wow. So you actually made those. You actually made those. No, 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 no. He provided this. To okay. Us. Okay. After okay. We were making the bear. So that, that's when I heard Sam talking and believe it or not, some of the line sheets that we were sent to make other items from were like the skyline t-shirt and other things I guess Sam had done. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. um, so I think that really what happened was Sam was there day one, you know, especially when college dropout first came out to kind of uh, do the album cover, you know, kind of turn the three dimensional bear from the, album shoot into now a two-dimensional logo for lack of a better term so i think what was happening is the way sam was mentioning you know he was doing merch but there were some other players in the background i'm guessing we were one of the other players who were also developing not just potentially the bear and keychains and everything else for him um some of the other merch ideas that we were throwing around right wow um, so, so that's really cool. So you came up with the, these ideas to, to do this line and then you started working on them, correct? Like, um, how did, how did that all, how did that whole thing come together when you started working on the teddy bears and, you know, sure. and how did you end up with the costume? Like, that's, well, that's the thing. Like, how did you end up with the costume? How do you have the costume? Where has it been? We got to talk about all that. Sure. So long story short, my friend, the silent assassin, again, connected, you know, manager for DMX and that community does a lot of different things had a lot of Chicago connections mm -hmm. um, somehow through his connections I don't know if he was physically in Chicago or the Chicago group was here um, they were talking about the different idea and the capabilities of this and what it could be from my understanding it was at that point where either Don or John or Ye were like let's do it we, we've mm -hmm. got the guy we've got the guy that could do everything that we wanted because this is 2000 end of three and into four so he wasn't you know yay of today yet he wasn't doing manufacturing he really um, wasn't, you know, he wasn't who he was. And, and like, I think we talked about before, it was such an interesting time. And um, he was such an interesting guy at the time from coming from like these 90s Zoot Suits or the 90s Wu-Tang. And then he just felt very confident in who he was being like this Louis Vuitton Don going a little bit more clean and crisp. Um, so he was looking for people to support him in his hopeful future growth. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, I, that's what I heard. I heard at first it was going to be, you know, mascot with the patch. Um, then it was going to be possibly pastel or something like that. So what was happening while, again, the 
the Kanye in the backside of me not knowing what was going on, um, they were asking me to make different renderings of the quote unquote college dropout. Um, and as I was mentioning to you, you know, kind of like this, uh, it's just a two dimensional item. You know, we, we really needed the bear suit if you want to match the exact cut of the pattern, the exact, the exact ratio of the ears when you scale it down. Um, so long story short, he basically said, you know, you have your opportunity. I made one sample based on a picture he had sent and that really just snowballed. From there, it was like, okay, wow, now I need this. Now I need that. Now I want corduroy pants. Now I want denim <laughs> pants. Now I need, you know, I'll send you the pictures. Now I need, you know, the bear on the sweater, on the bear, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, so it was a long, you know, drawn out process. While this was happening, you know, I was making sample, um, you know, numerous different samples to appease him. Um, again, my factories were overseas at the time. So I was sending a lot of, you know, the bear head to my factory, getting it back, doing a lot of those types of different things. Um, and unfortunately, what came out of it was we got very, very close. I even had bumped into him and John at Echo when I was there for another meeting and we discussed the opportunity and it looked very good. Um, and unfortunately, at the end, from what I was told was just that he became too big and had a lot of um, other all like all encompassing deals or all in corporate deals where instead of being like, hey, so I'm going to work with Eric where we're coming out of pocket with our own money and I'm getting a royalty, you know, company XYZ is willing to pay me five million dollars and do yeah. this. Yeah, Which I understand. That's business. Yeah. You know? That's business. So basically, a bigger company came in and, and kind of deaded the. So unfortunately, the teddy bear line never happened. Yeah, uh, but you made some, correct? Yes. Let me grab one for you. Yeah, we got to see this. We got to see the teddy bears. I'll start with the bear, the teddy bear. Um, this was one of the samples, which was actually the last sample. Um, wow. So what it was, this one, I would say, you know, if you see size wise, you know, I'm about six foot one. This is probably about two, two and a half feet long. You know, we did it in, you know, in the seating position. Um, obviously what we did, and I'll show you the bear head in a minute, was Kanye is a stickler. So his, at first what it was is, let's say there was a seam line here in the middle, but there wasn't one on the actual bear head. No, 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 it's not exact. I want the exact thing. Oh, okay, no problem. So again, just trying to do it off pictures, you know, from the DVD we were provided and other things, um, you can't match the exact pattern. So I think I was on my between eighth and 10th different rendering. <laughs> And so that was expensive. The technology was a lot. So you were actually shipping stuff. So it was taking probably a lot of time. It was probably very expensive to do all of this. And because again, I was so excited to work with Yay, And, you know, we thought that it was basically imminent, you know, and he's like, I want to see it tomorrow. And it's like, okay, that's going to cost me $700 to ship it from China overnight, mm -hmm. but I'll yeah. do it because the future opportunity, you know yeah, what I right, mean? Right, right, yeah, right, right, right. cost of doing business. So, you know, it's, it's water under the bridge. Um, but yeah, this was one of the samples. We had done it in two colors. And again, I, I'll send you more photos after uh, yeah. put up. Um, but as you'll see in a minute, and I'll put the bear head on just so you can kind of see, you know, that it is the match. I mean, we literally did every single thing. Wow. With the ratio, you know, you, you name it. Um, and again, this was actually clothed at one point. And I, I don't know. So how. he asked, did he ask that for the six pointed star or the, <laughs> the Chicago star, I guess, in the uh, <laughs> or whatever star um, in, in there? Is that what he asked specifically in that? No, ironically, we just did it and I'll put the bear head on because it's on the bear head. Oh, okay. So this is the actual college dropout bear head right here. Wow. And so that's where the bear came from. The actual, now was the... <laughs> yay. Where are you, yay? Um, so... That is that that's not the one from the cover that this costume was not the one that was actually shot on the cover. Correct. Correct. One hundred percent. What I was told from. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. 
what I was told, and again, was that when they did the college dropout shoot, the bear really wasn't even in play. They were just, and again, I could be incorrect. You remember, you know, this is all through word or reading. What I was told was they went to really just do a photo shoot. And at first he wasn't sure he wanted to be in it, but being his first album, they were kind of like, listen, you know, you have to, at least in some way, shape or form. Someone told me that the actual original bear that is on the college dropout album, and I can tell you where the differentiation, it has two tone ears. So that's the dead giveaway. And if you actually um, look at the samples that I will send you later, the pictures, the first couple do have two tone ears. So we were mm. doing it based on that. And then what we were told was that I think they tried to buy or purchase that from the high school. They were turned down because they were turned down. And obviously it was going to be the basis, you know, for everything going forward. They went out and bought this suit, which was then what they used on the DVD cover for all of his future promotions. And also he wore it to the first Grammys he attended. I was told um, that him, a lot of the people in his uh, friend network, like Talib Kweli at the time, Tom and Dave Chappelle would, you know, wear the suit at different concerts and events. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, when they, that first tour, they would wear that out. Like somebody would be on stage with that suit. So they couldn't take the actual um, suit from the cover, but he, cause they wouldn't let him buy it. And so this is the one that he had next. So the one, after the cover was shot that he took to all the promotional events that was around everywhere that he's photoed, you know, with on TRL at the Grammys, that's the actual costume. This is it. 100%. And he sent you that to make the rendering of the bear. Yep. And what actually came from there was, I'm just going to put these down for a minute. Just tell me if you want me to grab them. So again, what was happening on my side um, was again, I thought this was going to be a deal that we did quick. Like, Hey, you get one sample the way I worked with other people, you know, baby fat. Oh my God. I saw the sample. Let's do it. Oh my God. Rock. You nailed it. Let's do it. I thought it was going to be similar to that. Yeah. So what was happening is I had mentioned, I probably made 10 to 12 different one-off samples, which like you said, it's very expensive, very time consuming, especially mm -hmm. when you're trying to match a pattern. Um, so what had happened was I think I was probably at six to eight plus or minus, you know, uh, rent, you know, different versions. And at that point, he just still was saying, no, now I want corduroy pants or now I want this, this seam line a little bit different. Oh, but one thing he did actually want that I do remember specifically. Um, and again, he told us this after we did this one was he did want, we have Velcro on the hands. I don't know if you could see. Yeah. 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 He did want us to put more Velcro so it could throw the rock up. Cause he was hard, you know, everything. About the rock. <laughs> yeah, so at the point we were actually going to be the, the next. Oh, so there's thumbs. It has thumbs so it can do the rock. Exactly. So it could throw the rock up. I mean, wow. I'm sorry. I'm not doing the best. You know what I mean? Like you want to throw the rock in the air. Cause that's yeah. what it was when you got. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. wow. But the, you know, do you know what you, they were going to sell those for? Do you have any idea what those would have retailed for? Believe it or not, we didn't even get that far. What, we didn't so, get that so, far. Man. Yeah, the way I, so the way I acquired the bear was, again, my friend, the silent assassin was doing a lot of the go-between because they were doing some other dealings. Um, long story short, he would kind of get me a lot of their feedback unless like he was in the New York area, then I could have a little bit more exposure. So I think it was like my eighth time. And again, spending just a lot of time and money, I basically said to my friend, look, like everyone else in the world, you know, sees that if you can do this within 99.5% of what someone's asking out of nowhere, I could hit the hundred percent. Yeah. So I was like, at this point, if they don't like the material I'm using or they don't like the pattern, I was like, they need to go out and buy me or give me whatever they want for me to have, break it down, do whatever I need to do to create it to the exact spec that Ye wants. And then long story short, they sent me some different swatches in the bear and that's how I acquired it. Wow. So and 17 years, it's been in a closet. So that bear, the college dropout bear, the one that is the is the very, you know, the, the famous first album logo has been sitting in a closet for 17 years. Yes. 
that, well, the one that was with the high school, I don't know where. No, right. We don't know where that one is, but that one. But this one, I could tell you exactly where it's been because I, I think uh, my mom wants it out of her house soon. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just been sitting in a closet. You kind of forgot about it. You almost forgot that you had it until you saw the thing I did uh, with Sam. Pretty much. It's literally just been sitting there in the, you know, the, the her vintage clothes is on one side and this is on the other with, you know, the sample on top of it. And it hasn't seen, I literally took it out of the plastic bag that I put it in like 17 years ago, you know, whatever it was, 20 minutes. Just ago. to do this interview. Just so, so what are you going to do with it? Are you interested in selling it? Would you sell it? Or would you donate it to a museum? Like what, what do you do with this, with this bear? I wish I had the bear, but um, you know. Well, the- well, well, as I was telling you before, Andrew, I, I love business and opportunity. So the best thing that could ever happen is someone from Ye's camp sees this video and reaches out to you to bring this opportunity back. And then you and I are producing bears tomorrow. So, so that's what I'm really hoping for. Um, yeah. I know that the percentages are very slim on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would say at this point, I'm really open you know, to anything. Um, I had had some people approach our discussions with some rough, you know, very low, what I considered numbers, um, especially for what's happening in the collectibles market right now. Like the Yeezy sold for, you know, 1.8 rares is now selling shares of them. Um, you know, just other items, you know, I don't want to get into it too much, but just other yeah. items. Like the biggie, like Jay-Z bought the biggie crown from the famous photo shoot, I think for like 400 or $600,000 or something yeah. like that. Uh, and they value that at like 150 to three. So it sold for almost double. So I don't even know how to put a price on it. But yes, I'd entertain, you know, selling it with a, a charity give back, a museum. You know, I'm, I'm really up for everything. You know, it's like yeah. you said, it's, I don't mind it seeing the light of day or like you said, if there's another personal collector that's going to treat it well and take care of it, I'm open for anything. So what do you think? That's like a million dollars? Like that's a, probably a cost you a million dollars to buy? I, you know, personally, I would say yes. You know what I mean? I would say that would probably be, you know, a good starting point, plus or minus. Yeah. Um, and, and again, this is really something that that only recently has kind of come to fruition with. Yeah, the know, collector's market is crazy now, for sure. Right. And, you know, I've had conversations, like you said, with, you know, different people in the community, the hip hop community, other people that just collect things, nothing hip hop, but baseball, jerseys, things of and it's and I've gotten numbers all across the board. I've had some people say, well, like my dad used to tell me, the true value is what somebody is willing to pay for it. So that's the true worth, um, whether it's a dollar or a hundred million, that's the true value, um, which I've never forgotten. It's, it's worth what someone's willing to pay. Right. But yeah, I, you know, at this point, it's very hard to value. And, and it's and for me, what's funny too is it's not about even necessarily maximizing the dollar. It's what can come also around that. Um, so if there's another opportunity that someone's like, hey, I'm very interested in that, but there's also this opportunity to now do X, Y, and Z, um, especially if it could fulfill and, and, and you know, benefit a lot of people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm admittingly, I'm a little older now. I mean, I broke 40. I'm in that side of it. So to me, the people are, are you know, the people that I get to work with and meet um, and the journey is really where I'm about in my life right now. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. great to just produce a bear. But right. I'd rather be able to say to you in 10 years, do you remember that first interview? And now we're doing a thousand different things. Yeah, so right. Just, about the hustle. But yes, I, I definitely would entertain selling it. Um, a museum I would entertain. Uh, a rares I would entertain. You know, I never yeah. say no. I mean, you want it, you want it out. Like, I think, <laughs> you know, it's been trapped in the closet for too long. It needs to, the world needs to see the bear. 100%. 100%. Wow. Okay. Ahead, that's what I mean. If it's, and- if it's a museum wants to borrow it for a little bit. Hey, no problem. Take it. Sure. You know, well, again, like I can give them the different materials I have, but you know, if there's a collector out there that does value it and I take cryptocurrency, if yeah. there is a collector out there that, you know what I mean, values it, um, yeah. you know, yeah. I accept Bitcoin, you know, so. And, and do, do you still have more of the bear? Do you have, cause I know you did a run of the bears. Do you have like multiple bears? 
like admittingly, more admittingly if i do i would have to go look in storage if i did i would only maybe have one yeah um, is that so is that the only teddy bear in existence that one the one that you have knowledge factually yes there might be one more in a box that i put away years ago um but i really don't know to be honest i'd have to look because that would have been 17 years ago um but yes to my knowledge this bear head and this sample here are the only two um, and again, because like I'll send you the pictures again, but I had done so many different renderings and sizes and materials um, that to my knowledge too, he never approached anyone to even consider turning this into something. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's incredible. I mean, I, I'm just very thankful that, um, you know, we came in contact and uh, we were able to tell the story and I'm able to see the actual bear and hear the story of the, of the, the stuffed animal line, man. It, it's truly, it's truly something uh man that that is one of the coolest things i've ever seen we gotta we gotta figure that how you know figure out how to get this to the world so um eric thank you for taking the time to speak with me on this man oh andrew no thank you man i really appreciate everything (laughs) and and again i I guess if you're telling me i need to come to chicago let me know when i need to be there yeah for sure man and how can people get in touch with you um well they can hit me up at my gmail i'll just put it out there my name is eric arginski at gmail.com um i do have an ig handle but it's not tied into me personally Yes, yeah. US chop marks, at, you know, at, at IG. It's uh, basically for another concept I have with chop marks. So they can hit me up there um, or they can hit me up in my email or through you, you know, by any means. Yeah. If anyone has any questions, you know, we can always do right. it as well. Right. So well, we're going to figure, we're going to figure out a way to, to let the people uh, see the bear. We're going to get the bear out there. Let's do it. Eric, thank you so much for your time, man. Great, great, great catching up with you. Oh, no pleasure, Andrew. Thank you so All much. Right. Take care. Peace.